Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You know what I say, and this is in the holiday spirit. Come at me, Shadano. <laughs> so um, you're not thinking that one out to the end. No, I, I do. When when have I ever thought things out to the end? <laughs> so, uh, John, I want to thank you. You were in the holiday spirit very, very early this year. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. You made a fantasy football trade with me. Where well, you, might have won, it might have won you the league. You traded me Josh Jacobs for Alan Lazard, and Josh Jacobs has been fantastic. Even though I lost Cooper Cup, I am still 12-3 and three now in our uh, fantasy football league. But I wouldn't have done it without that trade that you gifted yeah. me, Josh Jacobs. And uh, I, I did myself in in the draft when I picked I, – I, I went on my gut instead of doing what I know – would have gotten me into the top five. Okay. I've ridden Patrick Mahomes into the top five for three out of the last five years. Yeah. And he was available, and I took Justin Herbert because somebody convinced me that Justin Herbert was the next big thing. He's not. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. Um, I would take him ahead of Jalen Hurts. I would take him ahead of Josh Allen. You wisely took him, and yep. you see there was next year you and I are going to have to fight over him. Fight over I'm going early on uh, Pat Mahomes. I would be nowhere with Pat Patrick Mahomes. No, he scored like 27 points on Sunday. He's the best. Yeah. To let you know the difference, so I played a team that, um, that has Lamar Jackson. Yep. And they played him even though he was injured. Yep. And I still lost because wow. Justin Herbert only had six points. Yeah, so at some point. So this was a year. For, if there was ever a year for me to gift you Josh Jacobs, this was it. Yeah, I'm very, very happy. Remember, if I finished last, I was going to get a uh, tattoo last place mace on my ass. So that will not happen this nope. year. Not nope. happen this year. All right, so uh, Lakers up in Sacramento for a game tonight. 5.30 pre, 7 o'clock tip. Ireland and Michael Thompson will have the call. Slee with the pre. And uh, so... John, Anthony Davis, my understanding is he's traveling with the team, right? Is he up in Sacramento with you guys? He is. He's been on the whole trip. He was with us in Phoenix. He's here in Sacramento. Um, the official Lakers position is he's continuing to get opinions on what's the best way to proceed with this foot injury. They haven't even confirmed. The Lakers haven't even confirmed what the injury is. Right. We don't even know. There's a lot of uh, speculation by guys who cover the team um, that he could be out for. The phrase they're using is at least a month. Yeah. Um, but we don't have anything else to go on because the Lakers have yet to release any information about, specifically about what the injury is. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's very – and now I think you, it puts the Lakers in an interesting spot because – uh, there are like four games under 500 now, I think. And there are lots of rumors about potential trades and moving this guy. You know, there's there's the Patrick Beverly plus Kendrick Nunn thing and and maybe a draft pick. Uh, maybe uh, Boyan Bogdanovich in Detroit or Buddy Heald or DeMar. De All these names are floating around. Do you do it knowing that Anthony Davis will be out at least a month or do you wait and see where you are when Anthony Davis comes back to decide whether or not to make a move? It's a fair question 
but be, it's so open-ended because we don't know what Davis's injury is. I mean, they could come back and say he'll be back in three weeks, in, in which case you have to explore every trade possibility. Or if they come back and say he's out for three months, then you maybe you wait and you just see what else is out there over the next couple, two or three months. Because I, I guess let me answer your question with a question. Yeah. Can the Lakers make the playoffs without AD? No. They can make the. Uh, they may be able to make the play in. And if you get him back, you saw that he was playing like the best player in the league. Yeah, and then, and if he's um, back for a play in, I mean, look out. Yeah, Rob has said publicly that he promised LeBron he would exhaust every avenue to improve the team, including trading the the two future number one picks if he can find the right deal. The question is, what's the right deal? Are any of those names you mentioned names you feel strongly they should go get? Really like Boyan Bogdanovich. He's under contract next year. He's not, If you add the number of threes for Kendrick Nunn and Pat Beverly this year, he uh, he's made more threes than those two guys combined. So, and I think that three point shooting is a is a need for this team. So, I like Bogdanovich. I like the idea of healed. Both those guys could figure in past this year. I think. Right. Um, I I don't hate it, but but the word is that that all these teams have been insisting at least so far on both future number ones unrestricted, which the Lakers have been hesitant to do because once they play that card, they're done. But for those guys, even the even the lower tier. I mean, I I don't want to say. They're they're not. We're not talking about Demar Derozan. We're not talking about Zach Levine. We're not talking about the gigantic names out there. We're talking about the sort of along the margins or around the margins right. kind of guys. Told, I was told, and again, these everybody's speculating. Sure, not in the room. Yep. But I was told that that Indiana was insisting on both picks unrestricted for Heald and Turner. Wow. Yeah, I would not do that. By the way, I also hear that, uh, or I read, <laughs> I hear, I'm not hearing, you know, it's not like I go home and I hear rumors about the, no, I, I read that uh, Miles Turner may now consider re-signing with Indiana. So he may figure yeah. into their plans longer term because they've been a little bit better than everybody expected. Yeah, they've got a really good rookie. That Ben Matherin yes. is, uh, you know, in the running for rookie of the year and looks like he's going to be an, an all-star one day. So now all of a sudden they're on to something. They're a little better than everybody thought they were going to be. Everybody yeah. thought they would be like, like the Spurs. You know who you know who might bro- blow up their team if they keep losing is Toronto. I think they've lost five games in a row. Um, they're really struggling. They've got a lot of good players. Keep an eye on them. Keep an eye on Toronto and keep an eye on the Bulls. Like Those who in Toronto? Van Vliet. Really oh man, Van Vliet is such a nice player. Yeah. Yeah, all those guys. He'd be Pascal the kind of guy. Siakam. Pascal Siakam's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I don't think they'll trade Scotty Barnes, but everybody else I would think you could go get. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so there's yeah, there's there's stuff out there. There's stuff out there. By the way, we should mention uh Jeannie Buss has gotten engaged. Did you see that? I did. Yeah, she's got engaged to uh Jay Moore. So congratulations to Jeannie. Congratulations to Jay. Um, we've seen them uh, over at Staples Center or, or, or Crypto uh, a lot together, and I'm I'm really happy for him. Very happy for him. Uh, all right, uh, John, we are a nation of. I'm just going to say this indelicately, nation of fat people, right? <laughs> and I I, I count my mo- uh, myself amongst the the very very well fed. So yeah, I think like. Clinically, you're you're technically obese, but it's not like you're walking around. Wait a minute, with a do, huge do you honestly think clinically I'm obese? 
Yeah, but almost everybody is. Like I'm almost I'm almost good. Look it up. It's oh like, come on, you're so says, skinny, you're not obese. I've got to, I'm gonna look up what because every time I hear like half the nation is fat, I'm like, what are they basing that on? Um but walking through I'll a mall? Look, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> the food Ohio. court. What, the food court. What constitutes <laughs> the obese? Food court. <laughs> anybody at anybody at the food court. Yep. Somebody with a plate of Sabaro and a plate of uh do you, do you know what your uh, here's the problem you got to know your bmi index your body mass index yeah do you know yours no I, how would i even know that do you have to get into a tank of water and you gotta get it yeah you gotta get a test yeah no i don't it have says that people people with a bmi between 18 and a half and 25 are considered healthy overweight is defined as a bmi between 25 and 30 well i know a my BMI of 30 or higher i've got two percent body fat obese. i've got two percent body fat then you're in that's a massive NFL lie. player, basically. <laughs> it's not true, is it? Two, yeah, two percent body fat. What's BMI? Burgers, muffins, and ice cream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, so Kentucky Fried Chicken has invented a new thing. And by the way, some of these fast food restaurants are inventing. I love the, KFC. The, I'm in. Whatever it is, I'm in. Okay, so it's a bowl, and it's filled with mashed potatoes. Okay, and then it's like chicken fingers on top of that. And then it's corn on top of that. And then it's coleslaw on top of that. And then it's gravy over the whole damn thing. Now, to me, that sounds... Maybe you're out there eating the delicious KFC bowls, but I think it sounds awful. Don't you? No, I think it sounds great. And uh, I would like to try it. Where is the closest KFC to the station? Wait, (laughs) Jorge, would you try it? I don't know, man. It... The coleslaw with all that? The coleslaw with the yeah. gravy is weird, yeah, it's, right? That's weird, yeah. Bergman, are you going to eat one of these? No, zero chance. Yeah, so, John, you're in Sacramento right now. Where, If you send me your address, I'll find you the closest KFC. Yeah, we will. Uh, yeah, except the problem is we don't have time to make it happen. I'm I'm, I'm leaving for the game in two hours. Oh, I, I can get it there in an hour. Oh, yeah. Uber Eats? Yeah. Yeah, Uber Eats. We're going to send you uh, one of those delicious uh, gravy-covered, coleslaw-filled, <laughs> chicken-finger mashed potato things. That's what they call it, by the way. That should be the slogan. By the way, by the second second quarter, you are not going to be a happy boy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and, oh, here, Greg, here's the funny thing, too. Sacramento, when they built this new building, it's about three years old, they forgot about broadcasting. They, they literally built a building without a place for like the TV and radio announcers to be really. So they jammed it in to this, like they basically yanked a bunch of seats out and jammed us into this one section. And so picture this with, in the context of what you just said, I'm like seven people in. And once the game starts, I cannot get out. Like I can get out at halftime because people will get up and move. But once everybody are in their seats, we're locked in. Bring a bucket and a mop. Yeah, so it would be a very bad day for me to try this before the game, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, Sacramento didn't think that through, huh? No. Yeah, we're way up in the corner, and it's uh, it's it, everybody coming. Like Michael barely fits; he sits side saddle here. Wow, because his legs are too long to to put in front of him. I, I wouldn't be like basically them them like saying forgetting to put tables in it at uh, crypto.com arena and say yeah just go sit in the back of section 110 and do the game from there yeah that's crazy by the way i wanted to say thank you to michael thompson now we joke about michael all the time captain inappropriate all that stuff um and uh 
What's happening, players? Uh, and he did a really nice thing for a friend of mine. Uh, Morgan and Shane got them his tickets for um, the uh, Denver Lakers game and couldn't have been yeah, nice. saw a good game, too. We thought that, that we were going to get to meet them, but they never came over. They got there late. They got there late. But oh, here's okay. how, here's what kind of guy Michael is. He's already offered them another pair of tickets. So oh, that's nice. they they will be back, and uh, I told them get there early so they can meet you guys. Um, and okay, good. by the way, Michael won't know this, but the they sent a bottle of Camus for him. Oh, good. Yeah. Are you going to drink it, or are you going to give it to Michael? I'm going to. Well, you know, for me, wine is just red water, so I will not <laughs> not be drinking it. All right. Uh, coming up next, hey Trojans make an acquisition through the transfer portal. Is that correct? An acquisition now. Is that what we're talking? An acquisition through the transfer portal? Yeah. Uh, UCLA made a the biggest signing they've had in a really long time. And um, there is a, a coach that's talking about, uh, about some of the craziest NIL stuff uh, that you have ever heard. It puts everything into perspective. That's coming up. Mason and Ireland, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you get uh, Morales? Is he on your Christmas list, Ireland? Uh, no. (laughs) Very simple, no. Hey, somebody sent me a way I can figure out your BMI. What is your height? My he- height is uh, five ten and a half. The half I'm going to give you five eleven. Okay, that'll help you. What's your weight? Two oh six. All right. Your BMI is twenty nine point three. No, no, it's not twenty nine. Indicating your weight is in the overweight category for adults of your height, and I gave you an extra half inch. You are kidding me. How can you estimate somebody's BMI by just their weight? I don't know, but I just Body did it. Body mass index. Yeah, I know, but but it doesn't matter. What, it's the way I'm, I'm in, like I'm all muscle. <laughs> you have, you have yeah. trouble there. Hey, look, it in and out. <laughs> well, you stutter, man. Mace, a, guy, a guy just tweeted it to us. Check your, check your Twitter feed. Oh, then uh, it must be true. Let's do everybody. Oh, yeah, let's right, do everybody. Do you have an, right, a, a, to... a BMI calculator? Yeah, I do. All okay. Right, so, Greg, how, what's your uh, what's your height? I'm five ten, and okay. I weigh right and now probably your weight is what eh, about one eighty seven right now. Yeah, he's lost okay. weight a while ago. Yeah. What um, does it say? Your body, your BMI is twenty six point eight. You're also I, the overweight. I'm you not that fat. You're a tub of goo. Jeez. I mean, listen, <laughs> coming from the guy that has twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 
<laughs> and the same very, height. By the way, we're very close. <laughs> that three percent right. makes a difference. Jorge. Yeah, 5'9", uh, 182. Yours is going to be right, right in your mace. You're five, okay, i got to go back to the beginning. Five feet, nine inches. Right. And you're how much? You weigh how much? One eighty-two. One eighty-two. Oh, you're gonna. Yeah, you're kind of a tubby. <laughs> Twenty. Twenty-six point nine. Wait a minute. We all basically have the same BMI. Well, what's what's no? Yours is twenty-nine. You're three percent higher. Twenty-nine. Than us. You're twenty-six, and you're twenty-six. Yeah, I, no, what's the difference, really? What about you, Ireland? Ireland what's, what's yours? yours? I haven't done it yet. All right, let me look it up. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This. I would have done mine thing. first, but I, okay. Uh, that's that's you, of course. <laughs> um, all right, six feet, zero inches, one hundred eighty-five pounds. Calculate. Uh, twenty-five point one. We're all in the overweight Jeez. category. So- twenty-five. Twenty-five to twenty-nine point nine is overweight. If you're over thirty, you're obese. Is that was wow. that me? <laughs> you're that wasn't no, me. You're, we're all in the. We all are in between twenty five and and thirty. So we're all in the overweight category. Eight twenty four point nine is healthy. So I'm just two percentage points. I'm twenty five point one. Wow. I'm barely overweight. So we are all. This show is completely overweight. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, everybody is. Like, I'm. You, you've seen me. I'm not fat. Yo, you're not fat to this, at I all. Am. No, Jorge, according you're. This I am. Well, you're. Nah, I'm good, man. What are you talking about? He's he's happy. Yeah. Let's just call him that. He's yeah. happy. I'm GFH. You know what GFH is? Good, fine, and healthy. <laughs> um. All right. So, hey, Ugh. the, the NIL. Uh, breaking I, news. Oh, no. What is it? Russell Westbrook. Left foot soreness has been downgraded to out for tonight's game in Sacramento. You know who that puts in a, in a box is Sliwa. Sliwa has a bet with Taylor, their board op, who's a Kings fan. Yeah. So Sliwa's going to have to run around in a Mike Bibby jersey for a few days. So no AD and no Westbrook. Do we know about LeBron? Is LeBron going to play for sure? He is probable. Probable. And Austin Reeves is questionable? Doubtful. Doubtful. Oh. Doubtful. So So there's those three categories. There's probable, doubtful. How long does Sliwa wear the jersey for if they lose again tonight? Because he took it off after one segment. Actually, it was only like a That's few minutes. That's all? He put it back on later for the rest of the show, but it took about an hour and a half to get him to get it, put it back on. The interesting question is, why did he have uh, Mike Bibby, Sacramento Kings? Did they go out and no, buy no, it? No, no, no. Oh, it's Taylor's. It's Taylor's. He's a Sacramento Kings fan. Got it. Yeah. yeah. He's got to wear it for more than that. Well, he has to wear it for the whole show. That's the whole bet. Yeah, the whole bet is the whole show. Yeah, you can't take it off just because you don't like it. What's the line on tonight's game? It's a good question. I'm going to get well, I can't I can't comment on betting. No, you can't. You, you, know com- you can comment no, on comment. you, you can say what it. it is, can't you? I got it. What is it, Bergman? <sighs> oh, you got it, Greg. Let me yeah. guess. Uh I'm going to say um uh, with Westbrook out, uh Sacramento by three and a half. Kings minus six and a half. Minus six and a half. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that's A D. Ireland with AD. a rare miss. A rare miss on yeah. that one. I gave Ooh, the Lakers. Well, I, I Ooh, didn't want candy. All right. Um here we go. That's a lot of points. So the today is early signing day. There are guys moving through the transfer portal, and we will let you know that uh, USC 
uh, has signed the leading receiver. Uh, this came through the other day. Uh, has landed out of the transfer portal the leading receiver uh, in the Pac-12 for this last year. Um, it's a guy. Uh, shoot, I closed that window. Uh, it's it's uh, he was from Arizona. Um, he was second team all Pac-12 this year. Uh, and by the way, and UCLA got the number one quarterback prospect or a five-star guy, best quarterback they've ever gotten. Dante yeah, that Moore. shocked me because Chip Kelly's a lousy recruiter, but they somehow figured out a way to get that kid. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and by the way, the uh, the Arizona kid's name is Dorian Singer, who was second team all Pac-12. And they also announced that Jordan Addison is not going to play in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, and he will likely declare for the NFL. I would I would anticipate he's going to declare for the draft. Yeah, right? I would if I was him. Yeah, uh, and yep, Caleb, sure. Caleb Williams. We don't know if he's going to play in the Cotton Bowl or not. He's got the injury, but I'm not sure if he's going to play. You're not sure if Caleb's going to play? Yeah, Caleb injured himself in the uh, in this last game, um, in the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, so I and I last I heard he was. Didn't know if they didn't know if he was going to play or not in the Cotton Bowl. Why should he play? Well, because it's the Cotton Bowl. Doesn't <laughs> you listen to what you just said? It's the Cotton Bowl. Say well, it again. Greg, out loud. The reason he should play is he's not. Caleb Williams is not going to the NFL next year. So why he's risk an injury? Back to USC next year. Well, yeah, you can say that. Injury? Why well, risk why an injury, injury playing? Why well, risk an injury that, playing against Utah? So he can go play in the possibly in the college football playoff. Right, but you see what you're saying. Right, I you're would saying play. he could get hurt in any individual sure. game so next why, year. Like, so why not play in the Because the season's ball. over. This game doesn't mean anything it's whatsoever. G- By the way, I think we've got to get out of that mindset. It's- I think we've got to get out of the mindset that the only games that matter are the college football playoff. I still they think do. January 2. I'm with you. I, I think still all those January 2 games are fun to watch. Meh. I mean, I'm int- don't add me. When's UCLA playing? December 30th. <laughs> and are you up for it? I mean, I probably will watch it because I'm a UCLA fan. But if Dorian Thompson-Robinson and Zach Charbonnet don't play, I won't be upset. Are they not going to play? No, as of right now, they're playing. Okay. But yeah. if they didn't play, I wouldn't be upset because they're going to go to the pros next year. Yeah, see, I think those I, the only games that matter to some people now are the semifinals and the finals of the college football playoff. Because they do. I still think they're fun. Like, for example, last night I watched the Boca Raton Bowl featuring Toledo and Liberty. Why did you watch How it? many minutes of the Boca Raton Bowl did you actually watch? Well, I consumed about 40 minutes of it because we aired it here on 710 ESPN. Can you believe I led into a Toledo Rockets game? When you... Yeah, that that is... Uh, uh, how many edibles to, to make it through that game? It took quite a few. It took quite a few. Um, so, <laughs> but you, you know gonna... what? Speaking of the speaking of the Sun Bowl, Mace. Yes. So, did you see this um, this comment from Pat Narduzzi, the the head coach at Pitt? Pitt's playing UCLA. Yeah. So did we? Did we? Yeah, get we this got it. Put into the system. Yeah, we got it. Okay. So Narduzzi was doing like goes on the radio like McVeigh goes on with us. Sure. He goes on with two like morning guys in Pittsburgh. And they were talking about the quarterback at North Carolina, Drake May. All right. Who Drake May is considered to be right with Caleb Williams as a huge NFL prospect as soon as he's eligible to get drafted. He's a year younger than Caleb. Um, this runs about one minute, but listen to the amount. I'm, I'm all for players getting paid. Yes, me too. I've been that way. I've, I, 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 but li- listen to what it's grown into. 
And and you tell me if some some type of governing body needs to get involved. Here's Pat Narduzzi with two morning radio guys in Pittsburgh. I just mentioned ESPN. All the headlines are about quarterbacks transferring. Leary, Kentucky, Pine, Arizona State. Mac Brown came out this week and said, Drake May is star quarterback. They were trying to poach him. Million-dollar offers to go to another school. I heard $5 million. I heard $5 million. Really? I heard two schools, $5 million. I know the schools. I can't tell you. But I know the schools, too. Whoa. Pat, what's going on with that? The transfer portal. and now, now players don't even have to be in the transfer portal for schools, I guess, to contact them and try to get them. Yeah, there's, it's called tampering, and, and uh, it's really bad, guys. Uh, it's, you know, the NCAA's got us all in a bad spot right now, and, and uh, I think it's only going to get uglier um, because there are no rules on the road. Um, you know, I'm hearing all kinds of things. I'm hearing guys are getting paid even before they enter. You know, they're getting bonuses for just signing tomorrow. Um, kids are being paid in high school now a uh, certain amount of money, and then when you get there, they will give you this money. You know, high school players, it's, um, it's bad. Wow, so he's Mace. suggesting that five million. Yeah, that's just nuts. That's just nuts. And then he's suggesting does, that schools does, does are paying some kids body in high school. Need, right? Yeah. Does some governing body need to get involved, or is this what we wish for and we have to live with it? Boy, this is a really tough question uh, because I know. Yeah, you know, we use the term guardrails, right? There need to be some guardrails. But I fully believe schools are contacting players in programs before they go into the transfer portal to lure them into the portal to be able to sign them. Well, that's what exactly what Narduzzi explained with Drake May. Yeah. And, and, and uh, Mac Brown, his coach, came out and said the same thing, said, yeah, they've been trying to poach him ever since we got him on campus. I don't know what to actually do about that. Because, I'm all again, I'm all for the players getting paid. I they should make every dollar they're entitled to. If you can make $5 million playing quarterback in college, good for you. But I think the rules should be, I don't think you should be able to contact players in programs to say, hey, if you transfer, we'll give you $5 million. It's But how do you stop it? Well, isn't it just like a tampering rule in the NBA? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's but- tam- like for example, okay, I'll, I'll point one out. So, Jordan Addison at Pitt. Uh, there was all kinds of smoke. By the about, way, Narduzzi, the guy you just played the quote from, was his coach before he came to USC. So there was all kinds of smoke. Oh, uh, Jordan Addison, who won the Blitnikoff Award, is going to transfer to USC. And uh, we were all ready for that. And then a couple of days after he went into the portal, we heard, oh, no, Sark has a chance at Texas. And then he went back to USC, ended up at USC. And I think that was all a smokescreen. I, I don't think the Texas Sark thing was ever real. I think he was always coming to USC, and they threw that out there to make it seem like make it seem like they hadn't reached out to Addison. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I'm with yes, and I'm with you about the guardrails. I think that there should be some. I just don't know how you institute them. I don't know how you would stop. Like, let's say you you're uh, you're Lincoln Riley. Yep. You got Caleb Williams at USC. I'm I'm the biggest Notre Dame alum. What's to stop me from reaching out to Caleb Williams's family and saying, hey, I know he's happy at SC. I know he just won the Heisman. But if he comes to Notre Dame, I'll give him $5 million right now. I'll hand it to you. Um, how, and, and then if, if 
they report it, if if you if Caleb's family reports it, then it's your word against Notre Dame's, right? Because none of this stuff's ever in writing. And I can simply say, well, we what we did was we discussed NIL opportunities. That's it. Would a salary cap USC, work? Maybe. In other words, every school is allowed to spend up to a certain number. And then after, yeah, so in other words, they'd report all their NIL deals. Bergman, does that make sense? A salary cap in college football? That's, I can't even believe we're discussing it. But a salary cap in college football? If there's a salary cap in any other professional sport, then yes, because it's the same type of thing. This is a professional sport now. Because so yeah. otherwise, Alabama and USC, I mean, if They're you're a go pit, nuts. you can't compete. Yeah, and uh, they're with, saying you know who the schools are. It's the two that are getting everybody, which is most likely Alabama and USC. So for this guy, this May guy, like it's it makes perfect sense. You have to have a limit on something. Otherwise, $5 million here, $10 million there, it's all coming from boosters. Yeah, Greg, I assumed – I didn't assume Alabama and USC. I, I just assumed SEC schools – were the ones that were trying to sure, get you have Georgia. to you have to think USC right now. They are getting absolutely every big name transfer portal guy there is. You have to assume USC. And that's not because I'm a UCLA fan. That's just because of what's happening. Well, I, UCLA got more people, more starters out of the transfer portal than any other. School yeah, but they were like they just three didn't get stars. the big name guys. Yeah, they didn't get any of the big names. Yeah. They're getting all the big name guys. Right, USC is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what what's happening is there's a competitive balance issue now. I mean, if you're in the SEC and you're I'm trying to think, what are the small schools in the SEC? If you're, no, Lane's probably Vanderbilt. Fan. If you're Vanderbilt, there you go. If you're Vanderbilt, how do you compete with Alabama? You don't have the NIL money. If you're, uh, let's say, Utah, you don't have the NIL money that USC has. There's a competitive balance thing that's going on here that has the potential to create sort of a haves and have nots system in college football. And I don't, we already have that, right? I guess we do. I guess we do. Yeah. I had uh, guardrails. I don't even know who would do it. The NCAA seems to be defunct. Uh, Congress. I don't know if they're involved in, I mean, who creates these guardrails in the first place? good question I, you know, I don't know how you stop it now that you've you know you've let that genie out of the bottle but yeah but if if they're recruiting guys and offering them five million dollars when they're in high school you're gonna have a problem um all right uh coming up next for you john i saw avatar the way of water have all, you all three hours and 15 minutes of it i did and I will give you my oh. mini review next. Plus, uh, okay. the big movies that are coming up in 2023, I want to see which ones you'd be interested in. Mason, Ireland, 710 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Boy, I was on one this morning, wasn't I? Yeah, so you think Sedano is more self-absorbed than you? Oh, yeah. No. Do you think? No. Wait a minute. You love you some you. He You don't think Sedano loves him a, some Sedano? Not not to the level that you do. He I think Sedano likes to run with like big name others. You and think you are the big name other. No, he but he's like you constantly know what I mean? dropping gigantic names. 
I was with, I don't know. Right, but you think you're the gigantic name. That's the difference. Yeah, I guess that's He's, true. He, you know, he, he wants to be like kind of where you think you are. <laughs> where I think I am, exactly. Uh, all right, yeah, so right. Uh, let, me, let me throw something at you. I went to see uh, Avatar The Way of Water, which is directed by James Cameron. It stars many, many blue people. So um, <laughs> it is three hours and 15 minutes long. John, oh, would you see now. a movie three and a half, three, almost three and a half hours? Mace, I refuse to go see Titanic for a year because it was three hours long. There's no way I'm going to Avatar. None. None. Even Zero. if I tell you it was technology, technologically unbelievable, spectacular to look at, like cr- underwater, like crazy fish you've never seen, uh, in the sky, can I, birds can I you've tell never you seen. That might- yeah. Might surprise you. Okay. Never saw the first Avatar. It did a billion dollars minus John. Actually, it did two yep. billion dollars minus John. <laughs> this yep. one, by the way, needs to hit two billion to break even. <laughs> Is that worldwide, crazy? right? Worldwide. That's worldwide. Insane. Worldwide. Yeah. To break um, even. Wait a second. Hold on. Yeah. Yes. He put two billion dollars. It, it in could. This? The budget was four hundred fifty million. Two billion, right, Mace? Yeah. It, the The budget was four hundred fifty million. And then the P&A, as they call it, the advertising and promotion, that was another $600 billion, or $600 million. So you've got to get into the one-plus billion dollars range to be able to break even on that movie. That's it, wild. Intermission, no intermission. No intermission. Just By the like way, the intermission would have been welcome. Oh, just like the Irishman, just straight through. Irishman straight. Did you see the Irishman, John? On Netflix. Watch it at home. Did you sit watch the whole thing? Because it was three hours. No, it took me like four days. (laughs) So you'd like Avatar the (laughs) miniseries? Sure. Now here's here's the truth of it. Now you okay? Wait, I have a question for you guys, and and it might you guys might not be the ones to ask, but I'm I'm debating about starting a new show because I'm on the road so much. Okay. And I'm down to, and I haven't seen either one of these. I'm down to White Lotus or Yellowstone. Which one should I start? White Lotus. White Lotus. It's two seasons, hour-long episodes. You get through it much faster. Suspenseful, fascinating, mm. rich people Funny. acting badly. It's brilliant. Now, John, Sounds like-, like my kind of thing. Now, Boss Amanda's a big Yellowstone person. She's a big Yellowstone person. Yeah, have any, have any of you seen Yellowstone? I have started it three times. And I have yet to make it to episode two. I, yeah. I, keep, I keep thinking, I've got to watch it. I've got to watch it. It's the zeitgeist, all that. And then I, I just, I, I trail off in episode one. Nope. You, guys, you guys like Ted Lasso, right? Oh, God, Ted Lasso. Abbott absolutely. Elementary, same thing. I love Abbott, Abbott Elementary. It's great. It's, great. it's on ABC, and then it goes on yep. to Hulu. I watch it on Hulu yep. all the time. Uh, that Quentin Brunson, uh, Quinta mm-hmm. Brunson is fantastic. It looks like The Office in a school. It is. It is. They're, they're really, have you watched that one, John? Just one episode. I thought it was really funny. It is. It's it's really funny. It's it is. It's kind of the office in uh, in school. So uh, I my review of Avatar: Way of Water is feel free to go to the bathroom at any point. So it's there's dead parts throughout the entire movie. Then well, a lot of it is like just spectacularly visual stuff, underwater stuff, and 
birds flying. And did you so, watch it in 3D? I did. I watched it in 3D. Oh, God, kill me now. No, everybody, <laughs> they are they are recommending that you see it in 3D. And I thought it was amazing in 3D. I would, Could, I, I'm, I'm not kidding. I would pay you to not have to sit through three hours and 15 minutes in those goofy 3D glasses watching blue people. Tell me, it's amazing. There are a lot of blue people, uh, too. And slightly, oh and, and a little off Man, blue. There's like I'd green people. Rather do. Could green you cut it down to like two hours james cameron i don't, I don't think care what james cameron says i'm saying could you cut it down to like two hours could i have edited that movie well like because with hours? all the stuff if you take out a lot of the fluff could you cut it down yes i could <laughs> i will i will acknowledge that i did occasionally look at my watch and i also <laughs> did go to the bathroom twice you went to the bathroom twice I in the middle the of it bathroom twice yeah. so you're not really giving it a ringing endorsement here it's not a huge ringing endorsement i think everybody it's Look, it, James Cameron is an amazing guy, uh, kind of insufferable. Um, there's a famous story about James Cameron after he uh, won all the Oscars for uh, Titanic. Do you know the story, John? No. He was uh, with Linda Hamilton, uh, the actress from The Terminator, but the marriage was in really bad trouble, and they were apparently estranged. And so they went on a red carpet after the Academy Awards, and somebody asked Linda Hamilton, do you think this will change... Uh, your husband at all will will it change him and linda hamilton said no he's always been an a-hole so <laughs> there was no there was no question <laughs> that he was but i mean he's he's very very specific and i'm telling you it's worth seeing you should see it in 3d if you want to experience the full thing um it is amazing to watch um but it is i did look at my watch i did look at my watch um, <laughs> Don't hey, before me. we get to Bobcat, yes, can I do a shout out yeah, to somebody? Do it. A a hail fellow well met. Oh yeah. Um, do you remember when I when I worked in San Diego? Yep. I worked with a goofy weatherman named Dave Scott. Dave Scott, great guy. Scott? Yeah. Yeah, the best. Like really good. So Dave was a. I, I still talked to him. I talked to him for about an hour last month. Just he's been in San Diego this whole time. Dave got married to a woman named Luana Harris. Okay. And he calls me one day and he says, hey, John, I don't know anything about sports, but apparently Luana's brother is a pretty big deal. I go, oh, yeah, who's her brother? He said, Franco Harris. No, really? And he didn't know he, he, didn't know he was marrying into Franco Harris's family. I go, Dave, he might be the most famous Pittsburgh Steeler ever. I said, uh, you gotta you gotta study up, you gotta read and he eventually became great friends with Franco. Wow. When Franco found out that I basically was on earth to give Dave a hard time, because <laughs> Dave and I had kind of a a uh Abbott and Jekyll thing, thing where yeah. we'd give each Yeah, where we'd give each other a hard time in the air. And then Franco loved that. The Mace, the nicest man. Like he passed away unexpectedly today at seventy two. Yeah. And for being a Hall of Famer for being the face of the Steelers through that whole era, you could not find a more humble, nice, good dude than Franco. And uh, uh, just our our prayers go out to his family. Yep. You know that this Saturday was the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Is that right? And wow. he was supposed to be there to, to be on. And the Raiders are playing the Steelers. And they were retiring his number. Mm. I can't believe he wasn't retired already. Oh. But it, they're, this Saturday, they're retiring Franco's number 32. Boy, that is going to be emotional. And, um, huh? and it's going to be Raiders-Steelers 
this Saturday, and obviously it's going to be all about Franco now. But just want to do uh, give him a shout out, send our love out to his family, uh, and especially to Luana, who I know. But um, but I man, what a what a great uh, example of how you're supposed to act when you become famous. He was he was just super nice to everybody and a really good dude. So yeah. uh, shouts out, yep. to the Harris well, family. Well, fellow, hell fellow. Uh, all right, coming up for you next is Bobcat Mason, Ireland, seven ten ESPN. Thank you very much, Chris and Amanda. All right, so Mike Florio wrote a story today on Pro Football Talk about more cameras in pylons and elsewhere on the field. Why do we not have more cameras around the field? The NFL can afford it for all 32 stadiums. They got all the money. Why not put as many cameras in as many places as they can to get the calls right? Well, I mean, it makes complete sense. I mean, I always think from a visual perspective, the pylon cams are really cool too i mean just yeah. just looking yeah, at that angle lines, is, like is great um yeah i don't know why you wouldn't have as many cameras now i don't you think that we see enough to make decisions like a lot of times they go to replay and we're looking at it on tv we're saying well i already know the answer to this question and then it goes the opposite way yeah my well mike Pereira <laughs> comes on and says uh you know that's that's not a foul. i wouldn't call that one uh john more cameras I'm against it. Uh, I've I've come over to Mason and Michael Thompson's side of this. I want less replay, not more replay. Uh, one of the most frustrating things in sports is when a game stops down and it takes five minutes for them to get a oh, call yeah. right. Uh, I'd be in favor of no replay whatsoever until the last three minutes of a game in all sports. In baseball, we could do last three innings. But uh, – but in basketball and football, imagine, Mace, if we bought tickets to go to a Broadway show or to go to a concert. Right. And consistently, they stopped the show to review something that had just happened so they can get it right. It just, it, I'm over it. I'm, I'm done with more. Greg, I, I want less cameras. I want less replay. Well, wait, from, want, a, it, from a visual perspective, I think it's cool. For replay is a different question, right? In other words... To see really cool angles is really cool. I agree with you on replay. I, I've, I'm done with replay, have been for a long time. Bergman, you're saying the cameras would be exclusively for replay right. and not well, for viewers oh, not at for home. replay. I think it's just, I mean, it should be, for, I guess it is for replay, but I just think there should be more cameras so you can see everything. Well, that's fine. If you want to pr- provide as many cameras as you want, as long as it does not add to the replay process, because the replay process is too long and they stop the games too much. NBA games now in the last two minutes, sometimes take 30 minutes to play. And that's just stupid. Let's keep it moving. 30 minutes? Okay, I have to press a button. What's that, that, foo? There you go. That was just What's up, foo? (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear we're changing the name of this bit next year to uh, What's Up, Fool? Yeah, yeah, and uh, starring Maite. I'm all for it. Uh, A DoorDash driver on TikTok with the tag at FrogLover2000 posted a video about how ordering local local food on DoorDash can actually be dangerous. Not because the food is bad, because it's actually made out of ghost kitchens, such as a pizza place around the country called Pasquale's Pizza and Wings is made out of a Chuck E. Cheese kitchen. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's... It's it's just wings is out of a Chili's or Maggiano's right, right kitchen. Does this change your mind really? about door dashing from local spots? And have you heard of ghost kitchens? I've had, I've heard of ghost kitchens. I know that like for example, when I order chin chin, 
uh, to be delivered. That comes from a ghost kitchen. It's not from the Chin Chin restaurant? It's not actually from the Chin Chin restaurant. They've got every... They basically send all their ingredients to a ghost kitchen, and then the ghost kitchen puts it together. But, I mean, a Chinese chicken salad is a Chinese chicken salad. You can't really screw it up. You just throw the stuff in a bowl and shake it up. So, yeah, but I... But ghost kitchens are very, very popular, and a lot of the stuff that we order on DoorDash and Grubhub and all those places coming from a ghost kitchen okay so here's what i don't get greg if i order from doordash i, I thought about ordering from doordash last night here in sacramento we can get you some kfc from doordash uh, <laughs> exactly if i order from doordash it gives me the option to have it delivered or to pick it up so once i make that choice if i make the choice to have it delivered the order gets sent to the ghost kitchen and if i make the choice to have it picked up i go to the regular restaurant would that be how that would work it just depends on the restaurant but yeah like if you were looking for a pasquale's pizzas and wings oh you know who else california pizza kitchen does that cpk does yeah it? that's from a ghost kitchen so i guess technically if you order from a cpk and you have the option to pick it up yes you're going to the actual restaurant but it might go to a ghost kitchen yeah it may go to delivered. a ghost kitchen if you order it but by the huh. way what's interesting ghost, ghost kitchens have a bad rap I mean, they're doing the same damn stuff. They're cooking. I mean, I, I've gotten stuff from Ghost Kitchens, and they toast taste totally fine. Yeah, if they're following the same recipe, that's totally fine. But I just, I don't know. It just seems a little bit odd that you're not getting it from yeah, the they're, actual they're, restaurant. It, it's a little bit of a bait and switch. I see what you're saying. What's up, fool? Okay, so do you guys have a problem with the way NBA players dress before the game? Mm-hmm. Because I saw this from uh, Nikola Jokic. He was on NBA on, on TNT yesterday, and this is what he said. Well, we're going to finish up with this. We saw you coming in tonight. You were fly tonight, brother. Wait, you look good tonight walking in there. <laughs> you must got big plans after the game tonight. <laughs> no, to be honest, uh, I started doing this this season. I think uh, it's a one way to represent yourself. Uh, and um, I just don't like how the guys are dressing up for the games. I think uh, wearing suit is uh, it's mean business and means uh, that I'm, I'm here to do my job, you know, so... I think I think that's uh, that's what to represent. So he was wearing a turtleneck, yeah, like a suit. So do you guys have a problem with the way they dress? Does he have a good point there? No, I think it's actually cool when guys. I mean, the the style thing is is a big thing now. If you if you watch the NFL draft or the NBA draft or players entering the arena, uh, NBA players, uh, they all have a sense of style. Russell Westbrook is a guy that's very into style. Uh, I'm a guy that's very stylish. <laughs> what are you guys laughing at? What are you laughing at? 28.5. Yeah. That was 29.5. Calling out my BMI, that is low. 26.1. Do you you know anyone? Honest question. Yeah. Do you know anyone who is a worse dresser than you? Hmm. Not that I can think of. But, but Ireland, here's the thing. So this is going to be new for 2023. Okay? Okay. This is brand new. Uh, I'm going to do the full Steve Jobs. I'm going to wear, I'm going to get, so I, I've got three pairs of gray jeans. I wear gray jeans all the time. Um, okay. And I am going to come up with a uniform that I wear every single day like Steve Jobs. It may be a black you're, turtleneck, maybe a black You're going turtleneck. full Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes, exactly, yeah. exactly. So then I, my style is consistent. John, do you like the way guys are dressing up now? I do. I notice when people dress up. I, I notice when I, I think it's I think it's cool. I like it when they do, and when they don't, and they just wear like a paper bag over their head. I notice that too. So uh, who's I, rocking, I like the who's way. rocking the paper bag these days? 
Who's the worst dressed guy in the NBA? I'm gonna I'm gonna get you an answer to that. I okay. can't think of it off the top of my head, but I'm gonna start paying attention. Good. James up, Harden Luke? shows up in some pretty interesting outfits. It maybe he may be the early leader in the clubhouse. What's up, Foo? Hi guys. Hey, Boss Amanda. How are hey, you Amanda. guys? Uh in Ireland. I heard all yeah. the 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 bucket talk earlier. Oh yeah, look <laughs> out. Yeah, I'm gonna was, wait I'm gonna wait listening. until you're dressed up meeting and then you're just going to be paranoid well you're going to be waiting a long time the... because when do i ever dress up for a meeting yeah that's true i don't yeah no, what like, are you talking post, about i i i compliment you a lot on your the way you dress post covid is not it's, it's radio cash it's been yeah definitely radio cash the only time i typically dress up would be to go to a laker game Oh, that's the day. Well, maybe that's what Which I'm means I won't be going to that's any Lakers games in January. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's only for a month, right? One month. Okay. okay. Right. Somebody's getting the it bucket. Expires on January 31st. Yes. Okay. Got it. All right. I've so- already targeted. I've already targeted someone in my mind, Amanda, Ooh. and it's not you. Okay. That's yeah. I also know. have somebody in mind, and it's not you either, Boss Amanda. I would never dump a bottle, a bucket of water on I Boss Amanda. I don't believe that. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So to my question. Yes. So apparently, when it comes to party planning in Ireland, you're well. Actually, both of you guys are are good at throwing parties at your houses. Yeah. Um. So there is a a new thing that's happening when people send out invites now. Apparently, they are also sending out digital collages instead of a dress code to show people how to dress for their parties. How do we feel about mm-hmm. this? Well, I. Ireland, your parties are probably all black tie. Mine are radio yeah. cash. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, th- I mean, I always say come as you are, um, but I guess that makes sense because there's always that question. Like, for example, Juan and I were invented to, invited to the Mitchells party down in Rancho oh, Santa yes. Fe. And uh, I could have used that. Apparently, it was very, very fancy, and a, a collage would have told us exactly how to dress. So I kind of get it. My collage will be people in hoodies and jeans. That will be my collage. That's my sneakers. kind of party. Yeah. yeah. And sneakers. Ireland, do you, what about a collage for your guests? No, my parties are are a little more simple than that. They're B Y O A. Bring your own ascot, and then if you're wearing an ascot, you can get into the party. Everybody needs an ascot. Uh, boss go. Amanda, what do you think? I actually am okay with it because, like, you may sometimes, you know, it might say like, "Oh, black tie," but sometimes black tie to some people is different than others. Um, especially for weddings when they're like, oh, daytime attire. Like, you know, you're like, what the hell does that mean? Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, daytime like, show me, is attire. that like a, am I supposed to wear a sundress or like what? You know, so right. I think, I kind of think that it's super helpful. Yeah. I like the uh, invitational collage. I, th- I think that's a good I concept. I went to a birthday party when I was home last week. Uh, it was for uh, a guy, and the attire suggestion was festive attire. What does that mean? <laughs> Uh, means uh, uh, Christmassy stuff, right? Yeah, that's, that's what, what I thought too. Think. Yeah, I wore like a I wore like a sport coat with a red shirt, and you know, kind of got away with. By the way, it. is like the ugly sweater up. thing finally over? Are nope. we still doing ugly sweater parties? I went to parties? an ugly no, no, no. sweater people, party pe- a week people ago. People still do those. What's that, fool? Yeah, people still do those. All right, fool. <laughs> Thanks, boss. It? You want to hang out a little bit? Sure. Okay, cool. Uh, John, do you know uh, Chatbot? 
GTP? No, what's Chatbot? Oh, I will, I will no, what explain is it, it uh, coming out. You're going to love this thing. You're going to love this thing. I, I totally dig it. Originally, Bergman brought it up. I thought it was the stupidest thing in the world, and then I'm, like, addicted to it. Also coming up, did you <laughs> see the very awkward radio moment involving Richard Sherman in Seattle? No. Okay, we got that coming up for you, too. Mason in Ireland, 710 ESPN.